God is at work among us, and one place that we can clearly see Him working is in and through ministries in the state that serve foster families. Now, one of those ministries is Compass in Kearney. Now, this morning, we are connecting with Compass Director of Family Services, Kelly Mast. Kelly, welcome to the morning conversation. Thank you. I, uh, I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, Kelly, one of the things that we love to do when we have new guests on before we kind of dive into the uh, specific focus for the morning is just to get to know them as a brother in Christ and hear your spiritual journey, how you came to know and love Jesus. You know, I just consider myself incredibly blessed. I come mm. from a ministry family. Oh. Uh, my my grandparents were missionaries to Jamaica and and then and pastors here in the states as well. Mm. My my mom was born on the mission field in Jamaica. Wow, um, it's it's fun listening to her and her sisters get together. It sounds like a, it sounds like a, a scene out of Cool Runnings here. Them talk together <laughs> when they flip on the the Jamaican accent. But uh, um, and then my parents have been pastoring and, and planting churches really all my life. And so mm-hmm. I've been in, in church since day one. That certainly doesn't count for everything, no. but really seeing that play out authentically at home. Again, I just, I consider myself so blessed. Them teaching me to live out a life with Christ from day one and seeing them that play out in their marriage and in our home and in our education and then in ministry. And so been involved in little church plants and mm-hmm. in the life of the church all my life. You know, I would say my middle teenage years had involvement with a just an incredible youth group here in Kearney and which really just um, set on fire my heart for ministry and for my calling for leadership within the church and, and ministry where that faith really became my own and that calling really became my own. And mm. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that legacy that my family's really handed down to me. You know, Kelly, typically when uh, I have a conversation with someone like yourself who was grew up in a Christian home and they're now adults and they still love Jesus, I ask them a question of like, okay, give us some insight of why that is because there's plenty of people who did grow up in Christian homes that straight away, I remember hearing a pastor years ago, he said his goal was to live a life in front of his kids that would create like a 500 foot wall that they would have to scale in order to reject the faith because it was so compelling. One of my biggest fears is that I would just raise nice kids. Mm. And I think beyond just living out, my parents seeing them sort of live out what they were preaching also in our home, it was really a life of day in and day out saying, Lord, what do you have for us for this moment? Or here's a hurdle that we're facing as a family. Let's stop and pray about it. Yeah. Let's ask for direction in the big things and then the small things mm-hmm. and, and teaching us kids to do the same. And so that's my hope for my home with my kids. I think there's just such a temptation for us as believers mm-hmm. to teach our kids to do all the right things and avoid all the wrong things, but right. not teach them to be in love with Jesus. Yep. I thought with my kids, identical. Like It's like, I want you just not to give a head knowledge. I want you to experience the reality of Jesus. And I still remember my oldest, my son, I still remember that day that he came upstairs and he goes, Dad, I heard God. <laughs> like he had his first kind of personal experience of like feeling like God spoke to him. And he was said he was journaling. He had been downstairs. I said, tell me about it. He goes, I was downstairs. And, and I just thought, man, I should journal. And he didn't necessarily feel overly spiritual or anything. He just felt like, well, I'm going to do a little journaling, I guess. And, and as he wrote, he just felt like all of a sudden God was 
in there with him and he just had this subjective but very real and tangible experience of God of just like it wasn't just a head thing it's a living God who I can know and knows knows me and indwells me and I can have a literal relationship with and that was so huge for me like going yes that's the goal so Kelly you and your wife have uh, six kids right three biological kids three adopted kids from foster care the ministry that you're a part of Compass Ministry there out of Kearney is really focused on foster kids. So you don't just do it vocationally, you live it in your own home, you've experienced it. What have you learned from your own foster care journey? You know, I think that there's some things about foster care and adoption in the church today that are almost in vogue. I love that hearts are drawn towards this type of ministry. It's a powerful ministry. I love that churches are highlighting it in increasing ways here in the States and internationally. But I think what can be mixed into that sometimes is a bit of a savior complex Mm. that, you know, I'm going to be able to post pictures to Instagram of my beautiful family and these Mm. kids I've rescued from a life of abuse or neglect or poverty, maybe overseas or things like that. And the thing that I've learned is, man, whenever you lay down your life to minister to others in any avenue, it truly is a cross to bear. There were so many days, weeks, and months that we could do nothing but hang on to the Lord by our fingernails. And there was no me being the savior of of these kids (laughs) in those moments. I mean, it was truly us just clinging desperately to the Lord and asking him to move in our home, you know, to help us overcome all the the pain points that brought up in our marriage and to persevere through trauma effects that we're experiencing with these kiddos, helping a child learn to bond and attach when half of their heart wants to bond and attach to us and half of their heart wants to really push us away Mm. um, because of all the pain they experience from those closest to them in their formative years. You know, ministry like this is rarely as glamorous as I think and idealistic as as I think that we often come into it. Mm. The Lord is asking us to lay down our life in ministry and pick up our cross and and bear that. And that only comes through humble sacrifice. Kelly, uh, Compass just celebrated 15 years of being in ministry. And uh, how many of those 15 years were you part of it? 12. So some listening this morning, uh, you know, they are not familiar with Compass. What is the vision and the mission of the ministry of Compass? We're all about helping children and families navigate life and navigating life's challenges and moments of overwhelm. And we say we do that by guiding, building, and restoring children and families. Again, it's broad because it could be just a teenager and their parents, they're struggling with the teen's school anxiety and really struggling to be successful in school. And so we're getting involved way upstream there before the courts are getting involved, before the foster care system is getting involved, or it could be way downstream where we're working with a biological family that is facing their parental rights being terminated, a foster family who is now being faced with the decision of considering adoption, navigating all of that, and maybe supporting a foster family through the adoption journey. So it's a really broad spectrum, but helping children and families navigate all of those various avenues and then looking and praying for opportunities that within the child welfare system here in Nebraska to bring Christ right into the middle of it. Mm. When our staff are working in the living rooms, a biological family, that the parents that maybe weren't given tools uh, that they needed when they were young, 
And maybe they suffer trauma and abuse when they were young. And now they're trying to parent through all of that. Or again, in the living room of a foster parent who is doing their best to cling to Jesus and help a kid or some kids heal and learn to love and attach and, and move forward. So that's what we're all about here at Compass. Kelly, looking 10 years down the road, what do you see? Our field, Stan, is absolutely famous for lack. We've all heard the headlines of caseworkers with overly high caseloads where they're not able to attend to each family or each kid like they need to. Not enough foster homes for teens, not enough adoptive homes, and then particularly in rural areas like we serve. So we really feel called by the Lord to address that and go beyond those needs here in the next 10 years. That In our area, the areas that we serve, that there be more than enough foster homes, more than enough adoptive homes, and more than enough services available when families need them upstream or when the families need them when they're in the midst of a real crisis. Mm, that's good. So what are some specific areas where you're applying that? Yeah. So we have kind of four main areas that we want to have more than enough foster and adoptive homes in our areas. We've got some numbers kind of attached to that, looking at the number of kids in care in our area and, and statewide, the, the sort of the pace of referrals that we see. But we want to be training up and seeing foster and adoptive parents supported well enough that they're not just coming in and burning out and leaving, but that they're we're raising up and training up foster parents and helping them to be supported so that they can stay in this field and what they're doing. We want to see more than enough or go beyond the needs for um, services in our area, providing things like trauma-informed therapy for families in need. That's a huge need um, and an increasing need. And um, and we want to bring that with a, a Christ-centered worldview as well. And then uh, beyond the challenges that our staff face, the child welfare system, the social services system is absolutely famous for burning people out, mm. you know, with the vicarious trauma that, that professionals in this field experience. You know, they see the ugliest situations things that are happening behind closed doors that, that most people don't know about. Our staff or staff in this field are seeing those things every day. And so we want to go beyond that and have a, a healthy place where our staff are supported and can, again, remain in this field and minister to families for the long term. And the last thing is, is going beyond us and making sure that it's not really just about Compass. We've had a heart from the very beginning that we'd be engaging the church in this mission field that's right here in our cities and towns, bringing our churches in, bringing the business community in to address the needs of kids and families, and really seeing our communities being healthier overall, and then, of course, also drawn to the kingdom of God. Kelly, you know, it's a it's a really challenging time in our culture right now, obviously, right? Things that have gone on and all the upheaval that we've experienced, and, and now with the degree of inflation and recession that we're heading into, all this stuff, right? So it's easy for us to become pretty focused on the needs of our own family, but yet God is honored when we care for other families as well. Help us see beyond our own circumstances and connect us with the heart of God for the families that are struggling in foster care. I think the temptation is always to kind of turn inward. And like, just like you said, Stan, the Lord always calls us outward, go into all nations and preach the gospel. And then you see the Lord's heart, the Father's heart throughout the word for ministering to the outcast, the downtrodden, the broken, the suffering, and the needy. And I might add, oftentimes, you know, without concern for where that help ends up, where that help goes. I was having a conversation with someone the other day that said, when we give 
to these families in need, how do we hold them accountable and make sure that it goes to its intended purpose? And, and we want to put good, healthy systems in place as churches and as ministries to do the best that we can to make sure that we're not inviting or encouraging sort of abuse of the systems, you know, the ways that we want to be generous and helpful. But ultimately, God calls us to be generous people, um, not only with our funds, but with our lives and to leave the results up to him. Kelly, uh, we talk a lot about foster care in MyBridge over the years. We've talked quite a bit about it because when God hit our hearts a number of years ago, when we recognized that today's orphans are in the foster care, right? So we don't read anything about foster care, those words in scripture, but we do read about the orphan in scripture. And when we put those two together, we just realize like, no, God's heart is for those kids in foster care. There's plenty of need, but there isn't enough need for every every Christ follower to have a a kid from foster care in their home, right? So, but there's tremendous need out there. What are other ways that we can be involved outside of actually taking on a child. And and you're right, we can't all do, nor nor are there enough kids for us to all do foster care or adopt, but we're not all called to that, right. for, for sure. But some key ways that I think each of us can help. First of all, of course, please be lifting up the foster and adoptive parents in your churches in prayer because of all the things I said before. Um, the enemy would love nothing more than to see those families crash and burn in, in any number Number of ways. So be, be lifting them up in prayer, be reaching out to them and saying, hey, how can I pray for you? Letting them know, I am praying for you. I was praying for you this morning. Things like surprising those families with, with meals, initiating things like maybe being a mentor to a foster child in their home. Many foster parents are sort of the type to just put their heads down and work. You know, they've got appointment after appointment after appointment, you know, so many things tacked on to what many typical biological families are dealing with. You know, there's counseling appointments and and meetings with caseworkers and all of that. And so they're probably not going to reach out and ask. So reach out yourself and Offer to take that foster kid out for ice cream once a month and be an additional support in their life. If you're able to sign up and be a respite provider, which would be short term, you know, maybe for a weekend, you're taking a foster or adopted child and caring for them mm-hmm. and helping a foster parent get a break. Mm-hmm. Those are some great ways that you can help. And also asking maybe if there's a financial need coming up on the new school year, seeing if you can help with school clothes, things like that. Those are some practical ways that you can help a foster or adoptive family in your area. Kelly, you've been involved with Campus Ministry for 13 years. You've seen lots of kids and families go through the process of engagement in, in various levels. would love to hear an impact story of a time that you go, man, when you think about how God has worked by His grace through the ministry of Compass, what story comes to mind? Several months ago, working with a young mom, and she had really suffered quite significant trauma in her own life, which often brings people to a place of just being frozen, and they don't know how to handle kind of life's challenges. And she had two kiddos, a daughter that was on the autism spectrum, and then a son. You know, life had gotten really overwhelming. Her her home had gotten out of control. It was cluttered. It was messy. There were things broken down to the place where it was really unsafe for her kids. And we were able to get involved both in providing a healthy foster home for her kids, as well as right in her living room, helping her get back on her feet. And our family specialist was working with her, making sure she was having regular connection, visitation with her kids, and then helping her just 
take those situations of overwhelm, all the challenges she was facing and break them down one by one. Okay, what do we need to tackle first? And then walking alongside with her in that. And in that time, again, we're looking and praying for opportunities to bring Christ into the middle of that. She actually had a church she had been connected with long ago. We're able to kind of re-engage that connection, re-engage her in her faith, get her connected to that church. We brought some volunteers out to tackle her home and get her home cleaned up and safe and livable. Um, I remember standing in her front yard, praying over her and her home and her just tears coming down her face as we're, we're praying and then seeing her kids be able to come back home and they're safe and doing well to this day. Just thrilled about stories like that. Kelly, there's a, a lot of different places in life that you could serve in that would be far less stressful <laughs> than the one that you're serving in with Compass and taking on a lot of brokenness in families and kids. So what keeps you serving and in investing in kids like that? A couple of things. Um, I think the Lord is just wired into all of us, but um, in different measures. He's he just wired in me a compassion for the, the downtrodden, the struggling, the hopeless. And I think that that's just something deeply ingrained in me. I love connecting with people that are in that place that, that feel like like they have no hope, no worth, hmm. and just demonstrating Christ's compassion to them and saying, no matter how ugly things have gotten, we're here to, to walk forward with you. And then the other piece um, that, that he's also, I think, wired into me is just the Lord's heart for justice and that, that the cards can be so stacked against people that have made poor choices in their life, partly because of what they've been through, but they've made poor choices. They've let things get out of control. And oftentimes our systems in place, our societies are stacked against those individuals. So just a heart for justice that those families are held accountable are also dealt within a righteous and just way. And um, and that's something that's that's on my heart. But the other thing that motivates me is seeing people raise up in their gifts. So the professionals, the, the young people that I'm working with, seeing volunteer mm-hmm. going through college and seeing them raise up in their callings and giftings to minister to those around them. That's a huge motivator for me as well. Well, Kelly, first of all, let me say thank you so much for what you are doing with Compass and thank you for your faithful service to the families in the Kearney area. So encouraging to hear that. And we really appreciate you taking the time to share with us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Just getting to share the vision of Compass, what God's called us to, and the incredible families we get to minister to. I appreciate it.